Hey, y'all, my name is Nicole Rowan, and this is my podcast, a space to encourage you, share biblical truths, get all of these thoughts in my head out, and introduce you to some amazing people along the way. For more info, you can go to NicoleRowan.com. Today, I'm super excited to share with you my new e-course called Walking in the Spirit. I decided to create an e-course around the person of the Holy Spirit, who He is, who He is to be in our lives, and why we need the Holy Spirit. I'll be honest, I was saved before I ever knew the Holy Spirit. And I did ministry for many years without yielding to the Holy Spirit. And something that I've learned is a lot of times we have people who they've been believers for a long time or they've read their word, they know the word of God, and yet there's not a spirit activated in them or around them. And so, you know, this is how we get powerless churches. This is how we get leaders who are incredibly gifted communicators, but do not walk in the spirit and therefore aren't fully activated in the fullness of who Jesus Christ is, the the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. A lot of times we hear people joke, oh, that's a Father, Son, Holy Scripture kind of church. And let me tell you, I believe that we need both word and spirit. We have to have both word, truth, and spirit in order to be fully yielded to God, fully surrendered to to our Father, to our Savior, and to who we are called to be. And so most of you know, I started the Orange County Women's Conference. This is our third year that we are putting it on. But um, when I was starting the conference, I just had this a passion and desire after the Lord had asked me and I decided to be obedient and do it. I just had this passion and desire to equip people in the ways of the Spirit. You know, things like, what does it look like to be filled with the Holy Spirit? What does it look like to actually operate in your giftings? What does it look like to have fruit that follows your life? What does it look like to hear the voice of God and to understand the power of the prophetic? And how do we do this and not be awkward? How do we do this and not be labeled as weird or odd or off or any of those things? Now, let me just set the record straight. If y'all have listened to my God is Odd episode with um, evangelist Jesse Green, you already know what I'm about to say, but if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. It's, It's titled God is Odd because here's the reality. God is odd. He's a little weird, like for real. You read scripture, and I guarantee you that if some of the things that Jesus did in in the Bible, if that happened at your churches on Sunday morning, it it, it might be a little weird, right? (laughs) And so when people tell me, God's not odd, or God's not weird, or God, you know, God's not blah, 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 I'm like, have you read the word of God? He he is weird. He is odd. He does some crazy things. Come on, girl. Come on, son. Get it together. But I say all that to say, 
what is it, you know, what does it look like to actually walk in the fullness of Christ Jesus and actually do it in a way that attracts people, do it in a way that actually calls people that, you know, to come to our churches or our ministry or our homes over dinners to actually come to our office at our workplace and ask for prayer and ask for a prophetic word. Like, how can we walk in such a way that's not only pure, that's not only activated in the Holy Spirit, but that is also approachable. And so when I started the women's conference, I knew that that was going to be a big piece of the conference. And I knew that that was a big call on my life to equip people in the power of the prophetic and, you know, he, who is that the Holy Spirit. And so after two years of doing the conference and, and having a lot of questions afterwards, really amazing, awesome questions about the Holy Spirit, you know, things like people would get filled with the Holy Spirit and then they did not know how to take that back to their church because now they're speaking in tongues or, or now they want to lay hands on everybody and pray for them. Or now they, they want to prophesy or now they're hearing the voice of God like they've never heard before. And, you know, how do you take that from a, a place that only happens once a year into your congregation, into your community, in front of your your teams um, and in and, and your church? And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to create a super simple, biblically based e-course on walking in the spirit so that people can understand, one, the Word of God, and two, who the Holy Spirit is to be in our life. Because if we are not connected to Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we are missing out. I need somebody to get this. We are missing out on the fullness of who our triune God is. When, you know, when I got saved, I didn't know the Holy Spirit for a couple of years. And when I was 19, I had a radical encounter with God, um, and it was something I had never experienced before. I didn't have language around it. I didn't have an understanding. I didn't have anyone in my life to help me understand what was going on. I thought for a few weeks I had lost my mind. Like, is that what a mental breakdown is? Because I'm pretty sure I just saw the face of God, and I had this encounter. Of course, I didn't use the word encounter because I didn't know what that was. But, you know, I had this this episode, <laughs> and... I didn't know what to do with it because there wasn't anyone around me to disciple me into the ways of God. There wasn't people around me that could help me understand this. And and so I went to Bible college um, pretty soon after as a senior in, in university. And um, I'll be honest, I was surrounded by a lot of skeptics and it was great. Like I love apologetics and I love being around skeptics and I love learning and growing deeper and exegeting passages. And I actually really geek out and enjoy that stuff, but there was a lack of Holy spirit and who he was. And so, um, it, it was a journey for me. I, I remember the first time I ever heard someone speak in tongues, I thought that she just wasn't speaking in English and, I was at a church service and they had said, you know, if you want more of God, come forward. And so I wanted more of God. I was hungry. And so I I went forward, you know, at the front of that church and I got in front of this man and this woman and they were praying for me and I knew that they were married. And then all of a sudden she starts to speak in a different language and her husband is speaking in English while she's speaking in this other language. And y'all, my first thought was, oh, Lord, 
she doesn't know English. Oh, Father, I just pray, God, that, you know, she would she would come to know English because her poor husband, I bet that causes issues at home. Or, Father, help give him whatever her language is. Help him learn her language more so that they can communicate together. <laughs> like, I didn't realize he was translating for her while she prayed for me in tongues. I had no clue. And I share that story because... I want y'all to realize how unaware I was and just kind of where I, you know, where I started and how I came to know the Holy Spirit. And a few years later, my husband and I, um, before we were married, you know, we, we were going to different churches and there was one church that we adored. We just really, really loved the leadership and connected super well to them. And, um, I remember there was one Sunday and we would bring people from our university with us to this church. And there was one Sunday, the pastoral staff was speaking in tongues from the stage. And one, I had never experienced that from the stage. And two, I didn't think that was appropriate. And I had all my reasons, right? And um, I met with a leadership team. Can you imagine? I'm like 19 or 20 years old. Oh, I was probably 20 years old at this point. Meeting with a leadership team like, hey, why are you doing this? This isn't biblical. And, you know, having all these questions. But the reality was I just couldn't contain Jesus. I couldn't explain everything to everyone, and I was surrounded by a lot of skeptics, and I was an evangelist in a Bible college, and I felt the need to explain everything to everyone, and if you've been a Christian for more than five minutes, you'll understand how there are things about God we just can't explain, and our human thought process, we just can't fully understand or comprehend, and so um, my husband and I actually left that church because we were so offended. We were so offended. And then I remember one point someone asking me if I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And I said, yes, because I had been water baptized. And then they said, do you speak in tongues? And I thought that that was a really silly question. Why would you ask me if I speak in tongues? Of course I speak with my tongue. Doesn't everybody? And so my journey of coming to know who the Holy Spirit was and was to be in my life had you know it, it took a little a little bit of time and I share that with you because I want you to understand that I've been in all the spots the not knowing the not understanding the being really offended even trying to control how God moved through his people and through me and it didn't make sense most of the time. And that was the hardest part for me is I like things to make sense. More so, I like to be able to explain to other people when I've experienced something that is so powerful and so incredible, I like to be able to share that with someone to help them, right? So, you know, if I like find a new pair of running shoes and I'm like, these are the best running shoes ever. Everyone in the world needs these. <laughs> it's like my Enneagram 7 that comes out. Everyone needs this. And... And so when, when I would come to know the different characteristics of who God was and, and who He is and, and just His role in my life, um, utilizing the Holy Spirit as my advocate, as my guide, the one that I'm to be yielded to, I didn't know how to fully explain it. And it scared me for a while, to be honest, because I had a lot of smart skeptics around me and a lot of sensationalists who you know thought that the Holy Spirit wasn't for today or the, the gifts weren't for today. And so um, it took me, it took me a bit. It took me a bit. It took me a, a journey, a, a time with the Lord to figure out what, what is this all about? Am I fully yielded to God? Am I a Christian? You know, you go through all the questions. Um, 
And then I started to ask questions, you know, um, like, would people take me seriously if I yielded to the Holy Spirit? What would that look like, God? And I don't have the answers to everything. How am I going to answer to everybody? And, and what if I don't get to minister or preach because they're scared of what might happen if I'm yielded to the Holy Spirit? And all these questions flooded my mind, and I had to wrestle with those for a few years. And, you know, my experience getting filled with the Holy Spirit is is different um, than a lot of people's. I was in the middle of the TJ Maxx parking lot, and I just asked God, God, I want more. I want all of you. I don't want to be held back. I don't want to hold you back. I don't want to be so dignified that I miss out on what you have left me with, what you have for for me, what you have for other people. God, I want to be completely yielded to you. And, and just out of my mouth came a different language. And that it was in that moment that I'm like, Father, I will be undignified for you like David. I will be undignified. I would rather be known as led by you than have the platform of people who want to box you in. And so if this, you know, affects my ministry, if this affects the call on my life, which haha, like when God's with you, it's not going to, it's, you're going to be exactly where you need to be when you're yielded to him. He's going to bring opportunities that don't even make sense that you wouldn't have even had before. And I quickly came to realize that we have a lot of powerless churches because we're duplicating powerless Christians. We're saying, oh, you don't need that out of our uncomfortableness of not being able to explain things or, oh, don't do it that way. Or we have all these church planting organizations who teach people like, don't get too crazy on a Sunday morning and don't like, you you need to be seeker friendly and that's not too seeker friendly. And I just want to be like, Jesus was not seeker friendly. He was not seeker friendly. Yeah, it's going to be another podcast, y'all, because I could just preach on that one. But but we have powerless churches and powerless Christians because we're only tapping in to a part of the character of God, to a piece of the triune father. We, we might understand father, or we might understand son, or we might understand father, son. But when we leave spirit out, we're literally disconnected to ourselves because we are to carry the spirit of God. Like we're to carry the spirit of the living God. And the reason that the Holy Spirit is such a hot topic and a controversial one is because it holds power to transform, but he can't be controlled. And let's be honest, he doesn't logically make a ton of sense, right? I think we might all be able to agree on that one. And that's why I think that the gift of tongues can be hard for people to wrap their minds around because we try to make sense of it all. We try to to logically break down things in our, you know, humanly, in the most humanly way possible, but, but God is supernatural. And when you ask the Holy Spirit to dwell and lead you, you're literally releasing control. You're releasing control. So you might be asking questions like, how do I get the Holy Spirit? Can I get it on Monday? Can I get it on a Friday? Do I have to get it during the church service? Does someone have to lay hands on me? Uh, Does this have to happen? Does that have to happen? These are all things that I talk about in my e-course, Walking in the Spirit, which is available online now and um, is just a a five-week course that is super easy to understand and I have activations at the end of every one of those um, those courses. you know, in John, John chapter 20, I think it's in verse 19, it says that Jesus appeared to his disciples and he said that while the disciples were together, the doors were locked for fear of the Jewish leaders. And Jesus came and he, he, he stands in front of them and he says, peace be with you. 
And then he, he shows them his hands and he shows them his side. And the disciples were, the, the Bible says, overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And then Jesus says, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I, I am sending you. And then in verse 22, it's powerful. It says, and with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And with that, he breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. He appears to his disciples and he shows them his hands. He shows them his side. He proves to them, this is me, Jesus, risen Christ. And then he breathes on him and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. It is important for us to receive the Holy Spirit, not just read about the Holy Spirit, but actually receive the Holy Spirit. Who knows? Someone can say, I have a gift for you and they can stand in front of you and they could have this present. And you could say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And you could take that present home and you could put it on your dresser and you have that present. It's in your house, but you ain't opened it yet. It's just sitting there. Who knows that we can do the same thing with the Holy Spirit. We can have him. We just haven't opened him. We haven't activated him. We haven't received him. We haven't said, okay, I'm going to unwrap you and I'm going to get to know you. And I'm going to enjoy this gift that has been given to me from Christ himself. And, you know, a lot of people have questions around, is the Holy Spirit, knowing if you have the Holy Spirit, just attributed to being able to speak in tongues. Um, for Corinthians 12, uh, chapter 1 through 11 talks a lot about this. Again, I go over this in my e-course um, it's a really good course. I'm telling y'all, you got to jump on there and get it. Tongues is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Um, and what we do is we pursue all the gifts without pressure. We got to pursue them without pressure. It's about glorifying God and the common good. Not putting on a show, not saying, look at me, not being the loudest one, not being the one that has the, you know, the loudest voice in the room. Um, tongues is incredibly helpful. You know, sometimes when I don't know what to pray, my spirit does. And so I just open my mouth and and let it come out. And there's great value when you speak in tongues. In Acts 2, it says that you're glorifying God. In 1 Corinthians, it says that you are speaking mysteries. You know, you're you're building up yourself in the spirit. Um, It's your spirit praying. And um, it's really important for for us to understand this because the, the, the tongue does a lot of things, um, and it helps our spirit. It helps us get, um, just get to know God on a deeper level. And, um, when we do it daily, it energizes our spirit. It energizes our entire being. So if you need energy, if you need refreshing, open your mouth and allow you know, the spirit to speak. It, it, it's so important. Again, I can't, I go through a lot of that in, in my e-course, but anyways, I wanted to share that because the Holy Spirit is called to be our helper. You know, in John 14, it says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Y'all, I'm a mom of three young kids and one on the way. And I'm like, Father, you said in John 14 that your Holy Spirit will bring to my memory all the things that you have said to me. So help me in this moment. I totally use it, you know. The Holy Spirit is active and he's alive because he's a part of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is important. Doing life without the Holy Spirit Oh my gosh, am I allowed to say would suck on here? I can because it's my podcast and I can say whatever I want to say. 
And if you're offended, I'm sorry. But doing life without the Holy Spirit is not easy. It is not fun. And Lord Jesus, I don't want to be in ministry without the Holy Spirit because then it becomes about me and what I'm capable of, not He who is in me, right? The Holy Spirit is three in one, just as I can be a mom, a daughter, and a wife. So God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, you know, the more that we understand yielding, to the Holy Spirit, the less we will be stressed out, the less we will be controlling, the less we will try and figure everything out on our own. Yielding literally means to give way to arguments, demands, pressure to relinquish possession. Yielding is the most important thing when we are being led by the Holy Spirit, right? Like, The Bible says that every believer that receives his spirit has access to supernatural power, supernatural supply, supernatural guidance and help, supernatural strength, supernatural protection, supernatural peace. All that is, you know, in Acts 1, Philippians 1, Romans 8, Ephesians 3, Psalm 91, John 14. I mean, this is really, really good news. We need supernatural power, supply, strength, protection, guidance, help, peace. I I don't know about y'all, but I need those things. And I think the the unfortunate thing is that most believers don't realize that they have access to the gifts that are available to them. And and it's a bummer because we don't have people teaching on this because it's been deemed too weird or too hard or it can't make sense of it. And yielding is an interesting concept as a human in our culture because we so heavily lean on logic, on education, on experience. And this is why we have to rid ourselves of these things as we walk in the Holy Spirit. As we say, you know what, Holy Spirit, you can have your way in us. And we sing songs like this. If you go to church, you sing all these songs about, you know, lead me where there are no borders and Holy Spirit, have your way. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. And then when he tries to come in and he tries to do something, we're like, whoa, wait a second. Hold on. Not that. (laughs) When we ask the Holy Spirit to come, we're laying down our rights to be in control. Yes, even on a Sunday morning. Yes, even in your home group. Yes, even in your ministry. Even in your workplace, you are laying down control to he that is the Holy Spirit. And, and that can cause some some issues, I know, because he'll he'll lead you into to wisdom and into ways that um, are godly and 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 are different than what the world looks like. And um, anyways, I love Romans eight. It says that those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mind set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. I mean, that's a pretty big statement that if you live according to the flesh, you have your mind set on flesh desires. But if you live in accordance to the spirit you have your mind set on what the spirit desires. And in verse six, there it says the mind governed, literally meaning the mind controlled is so important to get that y'all because you're either governed by flesh or you're governed by the spirit and you either, you know, get death or you get life and peace. And it's your choice. God's not a controlling God. I don't think he's a forceful one. I don't think he created a bunch of robots. I think he gave us free will and the ability to choose and partner with him. 
And we get to make the decision. If we want all of him, we get to make that decision. We got to learn to become hosts of the Holy Spirit. So I, I just wanted to jump on. I wanted to share that. I wanted to encourage you for listening to this and you've ever struggled with um, the ways of the Holy Spirit and his role in your life. That is just a, a tidbit of what I share about in um, in the e-course. Again, the e-course is um, on the platform Teachable. You can find the link for my e-course um, at the bottom of this podcast or on my personal Instagram. Uh, the link will be in my profile. You can also follow me on Facebook, Nicole Rowan page, and I will post all of the info there. But share this. Um, take the cl- take the course. Take it with a small group. Take it with your church. Take it with your spouse. Take it with your roommates. Take it with your friends. Take it with your kids. Um, I think you will truly be pleased and um, I pray that that God would um, reveal His self to you during that e-course, and that the activations would truly activate you in all the ways of the Holy Spirit. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to connect with me on any of the social media platforms, you can find me at Nicole Lynn Rowan. 